Hey, it's Luke here from Axage. This podcast will be a series of discussions on how can you be a better trader and investor. And for this episode, I'll be taking key pointers from a recent discussion I've had with our head of investments, Hong. So he has spent several years in the investment banking scene as an institutional trader, and he has shared with me some invaluable lessons that he has learned throughout his years trading equities. Let's dive right in. So many of us at one point will hear people say that discipline is probably the most important element to be a great trader, or in this case, maybe even an investor, right? But I'd like to bring your attention to another key trait that I believe separates the good investors from the great, which is being consistent. So he likens this to having healthy habits that one can benefit from, provided you're consistent. And here's what he has to say. All right, so let's think of it this way. Given that you are a smoker and you smoke a pair of cigarettes a day, you intend to get better and you smoke only one cigarette a day. But consistently smoking one cigarette a day, by the end of the day, you will still die faster. On the other hand, let's say you're disciplined and consume one supplement pill a day. You might live a healthier life, if not longer. In both examples, you are disciplined. But one choice will lead you to a healthier life, but not so for the other. For investing, I think being consistent and disciplined would definitely be a valuable trait if you want to generate long-term outperformance. And having positive small habits definitely resonated with me when I first started investing back in college. And at the time, I had big goals to save up for things I really wanted in life. And I learned this lesson the hard way. I shifted a lot of my capital into different funds and investment opportunities. And I ended up paying a lot of fees and incurred switching costs which in turn eroded my returns over time. Should I have been a bit more consistent, I think my return profile would have been slightly different today. And just to sum up, great investors need to face the music when the numbers don't add up, and they would also need to have the conviction in their decisions to remain invested to get the most out of their investment. Most of us are exposed to gambling or some sort before. So imagine this, most people casually just go to casino for the trail over the weekend. If they win, they have chicken dinner that night. If they lose, they become grumpy. And just to return to gambling again next week, in hope to win big. Trading is different. We are not gamblers, and must not be. Unlike those who gamble, we face the market and have a chip on our shoulder to do better every day. So as investor, we'll have to find a way to beat the market. And gambling is definitely not the way. Reflecting back on some of the key points that Hong talked about, uh, we could say that if your methodologies do not include any systematic approaches to its investing, you're only shooting from the hip. And investors who are really serious about generating consistent outperformance would typically consider adopting a more structured approach. And this would also mean that they remove any emotions, sentimentalities, and any sort of biases that one may have about a particular stock or asset. So gamblers, on the other hand, tend to go in the opposite direction, in my opinion, where their stances are more rooted in less solid methodologies. So what this means is when you ask someone to repeat the same trade what they did yesterday, chances are they might find it a bit difficult to do so. And typically, gamblers also let their emotions uh, get the better of them and they let these emotions dictate their investment decisions. And to be fair for most of us out there, differentiating the two can be somewhat difficult in most cases, but 
I could say that here are the couple of pointers that I could pick up from the discussion. Number one, we should ask ourselves, have we done any homework on our investment? So this would mean that it requires us to have a really good understanding on what and where we're putting our money into and whether the numbers add up. And for number two, do we have the conviction in our methodologies? So having conviction would mean that our investment process are robust, replicable, and have been proven to work in the past and that we trust these processes to allow us to improve at a later date if we know things don't add up. And finally, number three, we should always determine if we're trying to get lucky or merely improve the probability of just being right. So this takes a more holistic approach to our introspection process where we try to determine our core intention uh, when it comes to trading or investing. Uh, if your numbers and processes have more heart than brain, maybe it's time to reconsider tweaking our investment approach to mechanize the whole process. More about that in a bit. So we talked about consistency earlier in the show where being consistent helps us remove the emotional component and replaces that with structure. Enter mechanical trades. Here's what Hong has to say about this. The beauty about mechanical trading is to remove emotion from trading as much as possible or entirely if possible. Soon out of war, every battle is won before it's ever fought. Mechanical trading means laying out your entire plan, your system, strategy before you even get into the trade. Or entry and exit level, the reason why you enter the trade. Emotion check. How do you feel before, during or after the trade? What's the indicator that support your decision making? Risk and reward ratio should all be clearly stated. I resonate with this statement a lot and share similar views to this. The reason why you'd want to do this is to ensure that you always have a concrete and quantifiable way of improving your methodology. In a different perspective, you could say that mechanical trades allow you to avoid any sort of decisions based on fear and greed. These two are probably one of the key emotions that influence a lot of traders out there. Here's another clip that explains this. New traders are controlled by two emotions what if and for more. When we see a bull run, most traders are usually overwhelmed to react to it. They will keep thinking, what if it reverses after I got in? Or what if this is already the peak? They end up watching the price moving up, blaming themselves along the way, getting frustrated and stop looking at the stock. Only to look at it back again later and getting more emotionally bashed by it. Another instrument that was highly recommended by Hong was using a trading journal. A trading journal is essentially a logbook where you consistently track your investment progress as you invest. So by doing this, you allow yourself to effectively provide greater visibility over what went well and what went wrong in your trades. So by journaling as well, it also helps you understand what are your biases. For instance, I had a bias of cutting my losses too soon and being whisked away when there's a buying spree in a market. So I think by coupling together mechanical trades and trade journals, 
they really have the potential to introduce a lot of rationality and certainty into your investment decisions. And using all this together and detailing the specific rules that govern your methodologies, you can better zoom down into the specific areas as you improve over time. With that, I hope you enjoyed listening to this episode about how can you trade better. To sum up, you should learn to be consistent and you should also know the difference between gambling and trading. And finally, use tools to help you make better decisions to improve your trades. Now, I have one ask of you. If you enjoyed this podcast, I'd love it if you share it on your social media page. If you're on Instagram, you can tag us at AxeHInvest and on Facebook, just search up AxeH. If you do that, we'll respond back and amplify your post. Hopefully, we can blow this show up together. And finally, I'd like to thank the team that's made this show possible. Our show is produced by Shafika. Shafik is our fact checker. Hong is our head of investment. And I'm your host, Luke Sazaki, for the show. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll catch you in the next episode.